Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Chad Middle. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show, where it's a good thing we had our mics on mute right before I unmuted them right this second. I'm Bark, to my left is Arms. Good morning. To my right is uh, Nit with the with the the idea man. Hello, hello. Well, How's it going this morning? Going well. We just apparently better out. for you than it is for us. We just found out we're starting our own vapor shop. Oh yeah, like legit. Do you vape? If so, don't listen to the show. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I probably just offended twelve people. But if you vape, we're starting the back row vape shop, where you can get Tide Pod flavored juice. For your favorite vaping device, mm. gain flavored juice <laughs> for your favorite vaping device, and um, Natty Light, Just, Natty Light flavored ooh, juice. I might start vaping. Uh, I don't drink yeah. it for the flavor. It's a, it's like a it's like a dad's vape shop since you get Tide Pod, <laughs> Gain, Natty Light, and um, coffee. You get Starbucks flavored vape, and you actually get a uh, a pair of white New Balances every time you come in. Yes, nice. with the blue in on yes. the side, yes. or the white. The choice is yours. But it's got, Ooh, a, it's got a blue. Look. Not a bad look. It's got the. It's got an outline. <laughs> it's either a blue or a white outline on, or uh, blue or gray outline. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> no other colors. There's a three three scheme: white, gray, blue, and uh, the shoe has to be white. You can pick your color of in. Yeah. Also, um, white on white. You looked like a fifty-five-year-old nurse walking around. Yes. Twenty percent off if you come in wearing a white t- tucked-in t-shirt into your jorts with a shirt pocket. <laughs> have to have a shirt pocket. There's also a ninety percent chance you're driving a Corvette if that's what you're wearing. A nineteen ninety-six Corvette. It's Corvette, no less. No less. No uh, doubt. No diggity. God, jorts. Jorts. Every, I, for some reason, I hear the the Nair commercial every time someone says, "Who wears jorts? Who wears jorts?" I'd love to walk into my own vape shop in a pair of jams. Anybody remember jams? They were really long shorts with like outrageous color schemes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it had the side pocket too that you yeah, had to like. Oh yeah. Oh, you mean shants? Shants, yes. Or uh, cro- walk in in some cross colors. Yeah, you could fit like you had to bend over like a little teapot it to get to the bottom of one of the pockets on the side. That's right? very, yeah, that's absolutely you know, true. You so just looked like a. This is we're in an odd situation, a crossroads of life. Phones have gotten bigger, and pockets have gotten smaller. Oof. Like, at what point does it make sense to have an iPhone nine, ten plus, or whatever they are that can't fit into your pocket? And well, you had Zons at one point, people. We had Zons, Jinkos. Yes, Jinkos. Pacos. Paco jeans. Paco Jinkos. Hey, those pockets are getting smaller. That way, everyone can see what kind of phone you're sporting. That's ridiculous. Like mm. half your phone sticks out. Like you know, girls walk around with half a phone sticking out of their butt. That's that's it's leaning that way towards guys. We want to show I you. Hey, we we know. I do that. No, I don't. No, but it's gonna. You're not gonna have a choice soon. Even Wranglers are gonna be like, hey, check out this iPhone, and right beside it, this juicy man meat. <laughs> I'm not gonna Should lie. I edit that out. Middle <laughs> about spit some coffee across the room there. 
Oh, which one do you want to FaceTime? Yeah. I'll admit to some arrogance the other day. Okay. I, I, I was out. The wife was shopping. I forced myself to go into the men's section. And and I see on the Is dress pants. Is that a pose from the little boys section you normally shop in, Tiny Man? To, yeah, they don't make clothes for 6'5 guys in the boys section. They, Are you six five? They, yeah. No wonder they, I feel inferior he's also when 40, you walk in the room. He's also forty two pounds. So. <laughs> they had extra slim fit dress pants. I'm like, I'll take that challenge. I'm not even going to try them on. <laughs> they fit perfectly. My mouth dropped. My mouth dropped. <laughs> I was just like, Yep, we're paying full price for these. Going to see, and they fit perfectly. Well, I just want you to know that when you grow up wearing uh, sizes that end in husky. <laughs> yeah. You try your pants on every time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I have to try mine on, but you know, now when Nick wears those pants to the show, uh, we'll both assume we're all going to a Panic at the Disco concert. No yeah. doubt. Can, I, can you fit your cell phone in the pocket? No. He's like, well, I can I can carry a house key in one pocket, laid flat, and my car key in the other pocket, and I'm done. We'll put, we'll I'm put done it this way. I, I, I carry one debit card, and, uh, and, 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 you, and and you can read the braille through my pants. And I, I carry pocket. my ID in the other pocket, and I can hardly move. Uh, we'll just put it this way. I can, I can barely fit all of me into the pants, but... Do you have to preload what you want in the pants? Like, preload it and then put it on, like, grease yeah. up your legs? Yeah. That's great. Let me get to my debit card. Unbuckle. Unbutton. Do you have unzip. A, do you have a restroom? Here's my debit card. <laughs> Why? Nitz pants are so tight that he has a small road sign in the front where he tucks his his, his little niddle. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it has that the, the symbol on it that's like hard curved to the left coming ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, God. First off, referring to it as a little niddle, I about died right there. Little niddle. That's great. Uh, it's a little nettle. We could market that. I'm not even offended. We could. Some of the vape juice could be called little nettle. I'm, I'm not offended. You shouldn't be. There's if nothing you, to be offended about. I, I mean, if you take if if you're showing off a hard left, congrats. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. If you, it's kind of like you know, you look at the curvature of the earth, you're amazed. You see the curvature in it. Yeah, probably amazing. What are you talking about? The Earth's flat. If oh I, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. If, if I this may go over some heads, but if I had a pair of pants that tight, John Force would look at him and be like, "Yeah, that's straight enough to drag on." on this. <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah, we could race on that. And if you don't know who John Force is, one of the greatest drag racers of all time. Uh, yeah, drove down a straight track. If it went over your head, straight, straight yeah. arrow track. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I'll just leave uh, another another shopping challenge to you. You don't have to try on your pants anymore. You are talking about all this. Your waist is the same size, or you could take the pants flat, wrap them around your neck. You know, works every time. What? It, I don't take, know, man. I've got a pretty the, pretty drastic circumference in the old waist story area. So you're your saying you're saying take your you're, you're take saying take your thirty two waist. I assume. Mm-hmm. 29? No, 16 at least. Okay, 32. And you just wrap, you know, button to button and see if it fits like a collared shirt. Yeah, one time over. You know, the pants are flat. You take it behind. You put it on like a cape. Put put the pants on your back like a cape. Bring the button to button. Captain Wrangler. It works every time, I promise you. I I want everyone that listens to this to start shopping for pants this way. I just want to. Just go in there. I want you to know. Did you buy your pants at the Max? 
if it hits if it hits the button to button, you you got a good pair of pants. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to see somebody do this in a store and like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like I just try on pants. <laughs> Uh, with my com- neck if you're confident in the length wrap it around your neck take it to the register that, that's shopping for guys 101 that's I, i'm wow. the laziest shopper i don't i don't even know how you know that that's wow. like finding out you're the world's greatest pole pole holder <laughs> see i'm like okay. where, I'm, where i'm a thick kind of guy i usually just buy pants with one rule of thumb and that's like you know no matter what as long as i get like one size bigger I can't go wrong because I can I'll wear either, a belt or grow into. I can either, yeah, I can either wear a belt or gr- yeah, yes, exactly. And the worst case scenario is I walk out of the store with that size pants that are too big for me. And I'll be the there worst, in a couple months. Uh, the worst thing that can happen is it's a little tight getting the button on, but after a few hours of wearing them, you forget about the discomfort. Because <laughs> you can't feel your legs. Right. Or? Yes. Yes, that, that's why. Because that happens, you know. Sometimes you buy a size 38, and you're like, God, I can't get them buttoned. I'm going to lay see, down, see, suck, I, suck it in. You Lift weights, you'll have an entirely different problem. It gets real tight around the like the the front groin area. You don't work your legs. Yeah, yeah, I do. Mm. Okay. All right. Mm. Yeah. Que- questionable. Squat 500 pounds. Get off me. Anyhow, I'll have a leg day. To, like, <laughs> no. if I'm working on something and I uh, I bend over the wrong way, dude, I've, I split in three weeks, like, six pairs of pants in the same spot. None of them obviously fit me very well, but oh, it, was, it was awful. It's a good loss. The uh, Basically, the bottom of the zipper to the knee, it just went, oh, dang it. I'm trying to picture what he did. What was his reaction to this? Um, it was all, every time. I'm it, a man. No, every time it was Start in my garage. So, cars. <laughs> I didn't stop doing what I was doing. Where's my wife, Peter? First off, I don't wear those. Yeah. He looks like a short white Luke Cage. <laughs> uh, okay. Transitioning to sports. Not football yet. Yes. Either of you watched the Home Run Derby last night? No. No, because I was able to wake up this morning. Yeah. Uh, I Instead, I was watching replays of the World Cup. No. What, trying to get your kids to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Trying to get myself to sleep. Dude, the new Home Run Derby. I know it's like the third year of it, but it is amazingly exciting. I mean, it's great for baseball. I just got to give that plug. Bryce Harper won. But I was going to, what led me to that was Bryce Harper's dad. Is what Arms wants to be. We'll just let Arms like I'm Google, Google I'm it. I'm Google that. This dude, perfect, perfect shaved head, perfect beard, and just guns the size twice the size of Arms. It's like dude, dude's a monster. And he was he was from throwing about forty five feet away, fifty feet away. Dude was bringing it, and Bryce Harper was just oh, dude, he was on fire. So he, his he dad was fire. pitching. Yeah, you you just have whoever pitched to you. Javier Baez had his brother pitch. Uh, Schwarber had a friend, I believe is a friend from high school who's like a real estate agent now. And a lot of them will have like their team hitting or pitching, their team hitting coach so, pitch to them. It, dude, it's cool. So if I'm in the home run derby and I want Dan Cummins to pitch to me. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> He'll probably turn you down, but sure. Bring, nah, the, bring, the, bring the heat, Dan. Dude. Dude, like Baez's brother was lobbing him in there. Actually. And he was murdering them but i think i would want mia khalifa to pitch to me 
<laughs> we'll just give it. <laughs> we just hope to hit one. Right. We're not trying to hit one out. We're just going to hit one in the uh, four minutes. I, eyes on well, the ball. I th- I eyes think, on the ball. Well, I think if you line the ball up as it's coming with those big eyebrows she has, like it's a perfect. It's uh, uh, nice hitter's background. Yes. Okay. All right. Moving on. It's a pleasant hitter's background, no doubt. So, so here's here here's something that uh, really grinds my gears this morning. Grinds them. Now that we've talked about the home run derby in depth. It's hard to get in the third when I'm grinding gears. Grinding gears. So, Lev Bell turned down reportedly. Okay, this is the same Lev Bell that wants to be the highest paid running back in the league. This is the same Lev Bell that held out last season. This is the same Lev Bell that uh, is going to play on the franchise tag for a second year in a row. If he doesn't come to terms on a long-term deal, and he turns down reportedly a five-year, $70 million Contract. Never heard of him. <laughs> Five year, seventy million, which would make him the league's highest paid running back by far. Not even close to Devontae Freeman's eight million bucks per year. So, what does does he really want to play? That's fourteen mil a year. Whenever last year it was reported he was seeking twelve million a year, and people laughed through age twenty nine. Right. So. Pittsburgh offers you more than you wanted last year and you turn it down, something something foul is afoot. I just don't understand what his thought process is. You know, if you've got a an up-and-coming James Conner, let's just go ahead and clarify. I'm not trying to say he's anything close to Le'Veon Bell. But for the love of God, man, you're getting paid. How paid do you want? You know, you keep just coming up with numbers and – it's like these goofballs on uh, Twitter is like, you know, if, if you get 10,000 likes, I'll go to prom with you. Okay. And then they get 150,000 likes and, you know, the the movie star girl's like, yeah, I'm still not going to prom with you, dude. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know it's never going to happen. You know, come on, people. Maybe I'm, I don't either know. Pl- you either want to play football or you don't. Well, I, thought, I think Todd Gurley summed it up quite well and this this isn't speaking just about running backs it starts we're we're here at running backs but Todd Gurley says he's looking at these NBA contracts rolling off and they're getting 150 mil 185 mil and he says I just want 80 which would have been more than this more than Le'Veon guy I get it man that's the most football is the most physically demanding sport it possibly is. more Possibly more mentally draining than than at least basketball is, yeah. in my opinion, because the year round grind. I, but I did man, get it. this is where I was going. Is, is like, hold, they'll hold now. Maybe maybe it says something about NFL needs to raise the uh, salary cap. Not not to introduce, well, no, to introduce better salaries for everyone. And that's sick that we're talking about better salaries than fourteen million a year. But it's true. I mean, when you compare it to basketball, I, they're getting twenty five mil. See, I'm going to go a different direction. The, the likelihood of injury is so much higher. It is. You're going to pay somebody who may not play fifteen games next year. You know, they might go in play one game. Yes, make it. You know, work a guarantee in there. But for the love of God, what are you doing? You know, basketball I, is basically five people. Okay, and then some bench players are getting paid because of their tenure in the league, right? So you got five people who are usually raking it in pretty well. Yeah, but you football, can pay them more. But fo- football makes the football NFL, the National Football Association, the, National football, <laughs> the NFA. I was I was already on basketball. The, the NFL, the National Football League, 
makes so much more money than the National Basketball Association. But, I mean, but, it, it's it's clear okay, but who, who are you gonna? Get, I get that there's literally five to one players in the you know in the NFL. Fifty five man versus eleven. That's what I was getting ready to say. You got to pay a lot more people in football. You make a lot they, more they, money. Not just fifty five players. There's like forty coaches. Like you've got the uh, the snap coach. You've got the uh, you know the arm strength coach. You've got the ankle strength coach. Like the NFL has more coaches. Like it, more jersey sales. It's I mean, crazy. I mean, yeah, dude, there's a lot it, it more money to go around. Better but, television deals. Yeah, I mean, but NBA, it's like pay your starting five, give the rest of the guys minimum. We're good. And they're also only playing sixteen and, games. Their per game basis is right there. Oh, oh. So they're 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 the ones who want a cut on everything. They want less practice. They want less preseason games. But now, but NFL. now, yeah. But now you want paid more. All right, I- increase your season to eighteen games, which I think is a terrible idea. I think sixteen is perfect. I think yeah. eighteen is terrible idea. But increase the season to eighteen games. And get make more per game, or, or make have more games. Just that's how you break it down. Because yeah. then the TV deals get even bigger. You know the the teams are making even more money. They definitely just need to eliminate a couple preseason games, or but, just yeah, go he, go all but, but, backups. But I mean, what? I mean, I think the preseason is perfect at four games. It's just you know let your play your starters even less than you do now. Like give a full game second string on second string string and let let the two teams figure that out going into it. Like we're not playing any starters. You're not playing any starters. All right, let's get after it. I mean, they do that in basically what preseason game four anyway, but do that for a couple games. I mean, I'm just saying, if you want paid more, one, you're whining about making millions of dollars. I mean, come on, get get a get someone who can help you manage the money a little bit. Running backs, I mean, it just hits my heart a little bit. I, know, I get that they have a three I mean, they have a three year yeah. career. I get that on, on average they have a three year career, but. You know, LeBron who, just who signed a contract till he's 37, 38 years it, old. A few years Love ago. Bell isn't going to get one in. He'll get one into his 30s, but, and that's it. My thing is Jonathan Wells from Ohio State, you know, 15 years ago, his his career is three years long. He's never going to make that 70 or $80 million a year. No one's going to pay him that. Jonathan or Beanie? Jonathan. Okay. That's my point. Beanie, Beanie was, you know, a high draft pick. Jonathan Wells wasn't. True. But he's never going to, you know, you're you're making this quote unquote fight for making this more more money for everybody. You're not. You're just making it for the higher the higher end players. The, they deserve it though. I think I I think but, but, I think but, a Le'Veon Bell should be making twenty million dollars a year. And that, hey, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I don't think so. He's he's but, the equivalent of a Giancarlo Stanton. He's the equivalent. I won't say of LeBron being an all time great, but he you know he's equivalent to. One of the elite basketball players, other than other than name James LeBron. Harden. Yeah, he's a he's a twenty million dollar guy. Now you bring up the per 14, game basis. Fourteen was fair. I don't know why he turned it down. But but dude, it, we all know it's not just about the games played. They're practicing at least five days a week, sometimes six, <laughs> unless you're an extreme old veteran who can practice on Thursday and Friday, take Saturday off. They're prac. They're they're athletic. Commitment is exactly the same to a baseball player or, or a uh, basketball player. And I'm, you know me. I'm a baseball fan. I try to defend that. No. Football players are committed. 16 games, expand that times five. That's five-fold, and that's what they're putting in each year. But, that's 80, but, but, that's but, 80 practices. Basketball players are playing two or three games every week. 
You know, you can't practice five times a week when you're playing three games. Practice? Practice. We, we tell them, practice? I mean, everyone's wanting to do less work for more money. This, oh, this is ridiculous. The Jay Cutler effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cuddy. Cuddy, Cut- uh, Cuddy Ice? Jay Cut- Cuddy Ice. Patty Ice. Matty Ice. Cuddy Ice. I, 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 I can't even slightly agree with you. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. Disagreement on the show. So we, we need twenty mil for these players, dude. Uh, but, hey. but where's the cutoff? Because every year it's this is the most important position you have. I'll tell you it's where the edge rusher, is. it's wide receiver, it's quarterback, it's now it's running back. All of a sudden, I mean, we're that's the but, beauty. That's the beauty of the year's... salary cap. That you have to commit one way. It'll it'll level co- right now. The, the salary cap has smashed the level of competition so that you every year you have five new teams in the playoffs. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate on having some more take the Patriots aside, having a little more uh constant competition to the Patriots. Even was you know, like you, I I'm not that big on the salary okay, cap. Okay, so so let me ask you this. Let's just look at the Steelers. All right, Le'Veon Bell is is are, is he the most important player on that team? Right now? Right now, yes. Ab- absolutely. Okay, so you're saying that he's better at his position than Antonio Brown? Y- yeah, by, and that's not even close. Again, Le'Veon Bell. They, they could still win with, with Juju in the number one. Le- Le- Le'Veon Bell but, but we, 85 We're not talking about Juju. We're talking about A.B. being one of the best receivers in history. We're talking, uh, we're talking about two-time Super Bowl champion Ben Roethlisberger. You know, we're—I mean—we're talking about some very well-established, absolute stars at their position. Without Lev Bell, the focus on the passing game would decrease. You know, without Ben, de- without ben Roethlisberger, game. they don't win eight games. Not even no, no. You you could throw Lev Bell can play quarterback. <laughs> Lev Bell. I'm surprised someone hasn't brought him up as the greatest running back of all time. I mean, look at it, dude. He just doesn't have the total numbers, the aggregate numbers yet. Because he's young. 85 catches a year. That's re- that is a phenomenal year for a wide receiver. Yet he's getting 1,300 yards uh, on the side. On the side. Okay. I mean, d- the make, dude make, is an absolute. If, if you're going to awesome. increase their their pay, make it performance based. Because because that's where the, all the big money is. All the NBA money, it's all guarantees. Baseball, it's all guarantees. The NFL, if you don't play, you don't get paid, for the most part. Okay. Yeah, that that's something they need to. That if if you want to work on something, that's what you need to work on. You're talking about running before you walk here. Man, the NFL PA players association got to get on the ball. Well, it's a good thing we're talking about running backs. Because Arms said, where's I'm the with cutoff? You. I'm it's with, here. I'm with you on that, Arms. The cutoff I'm with is you here. on eliminating performance-based. All right, my bad. You're good. Cut, cut me off. You're good. I wanted to agree with Arms. Why uh, would you want to do such a thing? I know. Good point, Arms. It's a terrible idea to agree with Arms. He's on to the next thing he can disagree with me with. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's disagree on something else. <laughs> he enjoyed let's, that uh, much more. <laughs> We're going to give you... It was so fun. It's getting close to training camp. We're not that far from the season. We're definitely not far from preseason, so we're going to start giving you the top 10, our predictions for the top 10 finish at each position. And yes, that includes IDP, but you'll have to wait for that. I'm so excited. We love defense. We love defense. <laughs> but love me some IDP. We're going to give you running backs first and foremost. 
We're going to do we, little. We are. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm not in the mood for quarterbacks after talking Lev Bell. We're going running backs. We'll go quarterbacks in another episode. For some reason, I knew you were going to do this. Just straight to running backs. Got, I love got, it, though. You got your quarterback notes, and it just throws them away like a pair of pants that didn't fit around his neck. Yeah, yeah. So, we're going to go round table. We're going to say, you know, I'll Fair. start I'll start it out. This in should be fairly easy. It'll, this is this To is get through simple. the first five. Here's your top ten finishes predicted by us. PPR. Running back only. You you can take it as redraft or dynasty. We're not telling you where to draft them. We're telling you where they finish. And in 2018, this is the easy route, uh, and we can explain a little bit by, a little bit why. But the number one running back for 18, in my opinion, is definitely Todd Gurley. Not drafting. I'm saying finish. Who's going to finish with the most fantasy points in 2018? Number one to me is Todd Gurley. Reason why? There is literally no one, no one in his mm. way. No one stealing carries. There's no timeshare whatsoever there. Mm. The offense is going to be even more potent this year uh, with pieces added, namely Brandon Cooks. You can't stack the box. Todd Gurley is is going to... The development of golf a little the bit. development more. of golf a little bit. But again, it, Gurley's going to have as good of a season, in my opinion, and that's good enough for first to me. Nit, who's your number one? Who's finishing number one overall in fantasy this season at running back? Dude, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm going with the $100 million man. <laughs> the five year, the contract he should have got. Five years, $100 million. Hey, if anything, this is motivation. You know, turning down the five year, $70 mil, it's motivation for Le'Veon Bell to get that $100 mil contract. Not saying he's going to get it. Not saying he's going to get it. Because I think 80 is about the peak of where uh, running backs go. But Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I expect him to go 80, 80 receptions again, kick in some more touchdowns, go 12 to 1,400 yards. Now, uh, I think both of them are great running backs, but let me give you the argument for Zeke. All right? Twice in his career, twice in two years, has he dropped below 80 yards in a game. That's it. Yeah, but Bo Scarborough is there now. Okay. <laughs> his, his, fir- his first game he ever played – he got 50 yards, 50, 51, something like that. And his second game last year, he got crushed. I mean, nine carries for eight yards. Other than that, never below 80 yards at rushing. That is that is elite production. I Consistent mean, production. What, what, We're what, talking PPR, though, as well. I know Zeke catches the Zeke, ball some. Zeke catches the ball, and it's only going to get better. You know, you take away uh, Des Bryant, and some of those are going to go to Zeke. I'm not saying he's going to catch 80 in a year. But some of those deep balls are going to ZK. No, I'm I'm saying he's going to get some of the targets because Dez isn't there. So I think you put his Check his con- consistency and his you know his prowess to actually be able to catch the ball. The guy finds the end zone over and over and over again. He's basically averaging right under one touchdown per game. Who else can say they're doing that? Do you say his paralysis to catch the ball? Prowess. Oh, okay. Prowess. Oh, little little quick snippet before we go on the number two. So you got your number one predictions from us. I went girly. If if you're just now tuning in, I went girly. <laughs> Thanks for recapping the last thirty eight seconds. Right. I went girly. Uh, Nick goes Lev Bell. Arms goes Zeke for your number one finish spot. Did anyone else see that uh, Zeke at the National Fantasy Football Convention in Dallas this past weekend? was not signing autographs unless it was his merchandise that you bought to have autographed. 
rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Okay, well, that'll affect his carries. No, no, nope. no, no. This has nothing to do with our fantasy <laughs> output. You know, he's still he's still going to be Zeke Elliott. Also, but he's a got, disappointed. He's got a, a chip on his shoulder as well. You know, after that, the suspension last year with you know with no charges, no proof. You know, hey, the guy he's going to come out and he's he's going to. If you're going to pay someone eighty million dollars a year, it's probably eventually going to be Zeke. All right, number two. I'm going Lev Bell on this one. I agree with Niddle's whole uh, philosophy on why Bell could be one. He's he's playing for a contract. And the Steelers are going to be an even more offensively potent team with another year of Juju and some James Washington. And then you got Lev Bell just running wild. You can't stack the box again because the passing game is too much. And when you got a guy wanting, you know, playing for $20 million a year for his next team, Lev Bell's probably going to run absolutely wild. Nit, yeah. number yeah, two finish. Wanted, if you talk to a lot of Steelers fans, they actually like Todd Haley exiting exiting that as the OC there. So I'll just chip that in, too. That could be actually good for Lev Bell. I'm going Todd Gurley, number two. I mean, we're just up. flip-flopping. Flip-flopping. And, and there's, there's no reason to think that these guys aren't going to be neck and neck to the wire. But, again, another year of development for golf, another a little bit of meshing on that offense, the new offensive pieces meshing in just perfectly, should have be another phenomenal year for Todd Gurley. So I'll go with Le'Veon Bell as my number two. The only knock on Le'Veon Bell, think about this. He's only finished with 11 career touchdowns twice. Never more. Or 11, 11 touchdowns in a season, excuse me. Yeah. That I'm not saying that he's not elite because he absolutely is. But if you're talking about the number one overall running back, you want someone who's going to possibly approach that 20 mark. And he's been as great as he is. He's never been close. So that's my concern with him. He's going to get the PPR. He's going to get the, you know a ton of receptions. But the touchdowns just aren't quite there for him. I mean, solid. He's always finishing around 10, but – you know, he's he's not getting that uh that fifteen and up mark. Lev? Yeah. yeah. That is he's no. stunning. He really should I'm stunned right no, now. No, last year he really should last be producing he, those Ladanian Tomlinson like it's it's fifteen, it's, sixteen touchdowns, but it's a, last year Antonio he, last year he had eleven, in two thousand fourteen he had eleven. Other than that, eight that's the most he's ever got. Or nine, excuse me. Kind of, kind of a crazy stat to get dropped on us. Like yeah. you, you would think Lev Bell scores 14, 15 touchdowns a year. You would think, but all of his, all of his production is is PPR. PPR. All right, number three. I'm throwing a curveball. Not much of a curveball because this guy led the NFL in rushing last season. But I think he's going underrated and undervalued in drafts going into 2018. Kareem Hunt is my number three. I think that Pat Mahomes is going to open up even more running lanes for Kareem Hunt. There's there's more to be afraid of in Kansas City than there ever has been. And to, to me, Kareem Hunt is just going to continue to find ways to be more of a weapon. I love Kareem Hunt this season. He's my number three finisher. You mean you're not going Zeke three? No Zeke at three. Neither am I. Nice. Neither am I. Nice. And okay. I'm... Arms might hate on that. I hate both of you right now. He's going to love this. I'm going Alvin Kamara. Oh. Dude, I think his workload goes up, and I think he becomes Le'Veon Bell 2.0. Not the exact one-to-one physical comparison, but I think he approaches 75 catches again 
Is it again, Arms? God, I think. Yeah. Oh, he he was yeah, ever 80, 82 receptions. I mean, I, I think his production goes up. He only had seven hundred yards on the ground last year. Think about that. Your number three finisher in most formats only had seven hundred yards rushing. 80, 80, 82 receptions last year for Kamara. You just put him at seventy five. Seventy five reception. He might go higher. He might go in that Love Bell. He can easily get to eighty five. But you give just, him one hundred and seventy five carries, and and he's golden. He might. He might be one of the first thousand. You know what? Thousand and thousand club. Oh, thousand yards on the ground. That'd be crazy. But I, I, I think this dude. I love Alvin Kamara. You know, good old Rocky Top. All that jazz. But you don't have to do it. But dude, he he's gonna have a phenomenal year. I think he moves into the three spot. I'll move on to what everyone else is one or two. is. That's Gurley, of course, and we don't really need to speak a lot about him. The only worry with Gurley is, I mean, he's only been in the league three years, but it's down or up, down, up, you know. A, B, A, B, left, right, left, right, start. I mean, yeah, last year he, he had a, you know, an absolutely amazing year, but it's flukish by his standards. You know, previous to his 19 last year, he had 10, 10 total touchdowns. Um, the development of, of golf, does he become more efficient? Yes. Does he have to shoulder as much of the workload? Most likely no. There's, there's a difference with that. Uh, I say probably lose a little bit of the targets. Not necessarily, but he's not going to be as relied on as he has been in the past. Now, whenever he gets the ball, expect his yards per carry to go up. Ex- expect his yards per reception to go up. I just can't see the touchdowns being back at 19. That's a fluke number. All right. Number four, Arms has been waiting on it, Zeke. Zeke's my guy at number four. I think he's going to catch the ball a little more. There's no weapons in Dallas. Um, I don't think that these guys are going to be separated by much in the top five. I mean, last year, after Gurley, Bell, and Kamara, you know, well, actually, the difference between Gurley and Bell was pretty significant, and then, you know, the difference between three and four was somewhat significant, but – I think it's going to be closer this year. Zeke's my number four reasoning. They're gonna they're gonna run the legs off of him. Dude's a jerk, and uh, they're gonna they're just gonna try to kill him on the field. Like here you go, Zeke. Four hundred carries for you. Yeah, I, which I, translates I, into production. I mean, it, that, that's, it does. If four yards carry, that's sixteen hundred yards. And he gets right back to where he was. Give him the, give him the darn trophy. I'm the coach, it? and I have Zeke like. He's dehydrated and just falling down every time. Like, nope, give him the ball again. Give, give, give him the ball again. You, you, you're going to sign other people's merch, boy. <laughs> oh, man, you're so salty over it. Uh, I kind of like it. My number four is also Zeke. He falls out of the top three for me just because I don't. I think Dak will be solid. I just don't think they'll ha- they don't have a scary playmaker to stretch the field 30 yards down the field. I, th- I think Dak's going to be okay in 2018 but but more on the intermediate short to intermediate passes a lot of the short passes going to zeke i think he can maintain a production level of top five uh fantasy production and i'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt put him at four my number four is alvin kamara we all know how much I love Kamara. You could make a legitimate case for Kamara at number one. Obviously, not as much as me. No, I, I put I'm him with at three you. Arms. I'm with you. But the the thing about Kamara, we're going to see what he's made of in the first four games, because if he starts walking away with that, then he can. He has a great opportunity to absolutely become the bell cow there. Uh, before it's been well, you know, he stays fresh. That's the reason he's so productive. If he can, you know, still get that five six yards of carry, 
you know, we don't know what he's capable of, you know, shouldering all the load. It should be exciting to see. Nice. Nice transition to my number five, which is Alvin Kamara. Uh, same reasoning, actually. He's got four games to show that he doesn't need Mark Ingram. He's got four games to show New Orleans that they can move on from Mark Ingram. And uh, Alvin Kamara, to me, is one of those guys that uh, is going to be the first into the gym and the last to leave. I think he's he, he's he's a superstar in the making. Obviously, last year he was phenomenal. But as long as he can hold up and handle the load, even if that load is, is 17 carries a game, or, you know, to 20, not talking 30 carries a game, if he can handle, you know, somewhere 20, between 15 and 20, he's – and if he can stay healthy, uh, he's going to be top five every season. Man, if he gets 15 carries a season – or, or, or a game, he averages that, he more than doubles. He almost yeah. tri- triples his attempts from last year yep. at yeah. 15 a game. Just 15 a game. Do, I, I like that you said the two things there on Alvin Kamara, not to get hung up on him, but I do like we all have him in our top five. But, you know, it's that. He's going to get the chance to prove he's he's the lead guy. He gets to prove that he doesn't need Mark Ingram. I, I do think the Saints need Mark Ingram as that perfect spell to Alvin Kamara. And he was just—he's a hard worker. Moving on to my five, I'm going to go Kareem Hunt. Just love everything he put on tape last year. He had that decreasing production that at just about every the, rookie the, the sees. Rookie wall. Yeah, he hit the rookie wall. He actually rebounded pretty nicely towards the latter half, the latter part of the season. Talking the last quarter of the season, and uh, I think that offense is just fine under Patty Ice, and he's going to get some uh, a little bit more target share. That I mean, I, I just expect Kareem Hunt to put up similar numbers to last year. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook at five. Oh! 4.8 yards per carry, Dalvin Cook. Okay? Now, he only played four games last year. But, the I mean, like I said, averaging 4.8 yards carry, five targets – or four targets, excuse me. Um, absolutely everyone knew he was getting the ball. Now what do you have? You have Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, who liked to check down to a pass-catching running back. All of a sudden, you see uh, Dalvin Cook's targets go up a little bit. So maybe we get him to seven targets a game with four or five receptions, and he starts approaching that elite production level. Cook, if he can stay healthy, because I don't think we've really got to worry about uh, Latavius Murray. If he can stay healthy, he's going to absolutely put up some monstrous numbers this year. I like it. I don't think you have to worry about uh, Latavius Murray whatsoever. They might lean on him to give him spells in the first four games of the season, make sure he's up to speed, in full health, uh, in full conditioning mode. But I, I like the Dalvin Cook early. Dalvin in the top five for arms. Now we move on to six, my number six finisher. And uh, I'm going unconventional. This should make the people that paid an absolute insane price for him happy, but I'm going to put Saquon Barkley at six. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I think the uh, the Giants rebound. You got Odell Beckham coming back. Sterling Shepard's going to have his best year as a pro. Eli Manning just enough in the tank. A little bit more developmental offensive line. A little, little more, but I think Saquon Barkley, the talent and the workload, the workload's going to be there. Uh, and I'll tell you, my number seven player that's coming up is a lot to do with workload. And I look at the two players and I'm like, I like Saquon Barkley's talent more than the next guy, but I project the workload to be the same. Of course, I'll get to that in a minute, but I think the workload, the passing chops, uh, the fact that the team could rebound, they've got a good offense on paper. I'm going to trust it, and I think Saquon Barkley is is your number six running back finisher this year. So mad right now. 
I was going Saquon. Nice. I, I am, dude. I, I you I, still I, can. I, I, and that's the beauty of it. I am still gonna go Saquon Barkley in the six hole. I mean, I think he has upside to finish in the top, to finish as high as four. I don't think he he hits the my one, two, or three. But I love Saquon in New York. I mean, that to me, that was the best landing spot for Saquon Barkley. I agree. Immediately goes into uh, what should be a very, very improved offense with Odell back, with the development of uh, the tight end, with Evan Ingram, Evan Ingram with Eli, just Sterling Shepard yeah, should I mean, be doing what he's doing. I like you know you brought up the offensive line should be improved. They got a new coaching staff should have a little bit more a better player friendly coaching staff. Well, it could have been worse. I know. I know. No, no, even McAdoo said himself, like, uh, I was not good. Oh, his hair. No one can respect someone with hair like that. No, I I think the Giants are going to be a scary team to contend with in the East. The East is wide open for – you got, you got the defending champ, Eagles, but that two spot, which should be a wild card spot, I mean, they – Let's be honest. The Giants should beat the brakes off of the Cowboys. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say they that. should. I think the Cowboys are a 500 team at best, and I think Washington's going to struggle to get to six wins. I, I think if the Giants are going to be, they can rebound from the three and thirteen finish and go something like twelve and four, eleven and five next year. Saquon's a big part of that. Chalk him up at six. I could absolutely see that. So I'm going to go back a little bit and say someone who's already done it. All right. It's Dave Johnson. So, that amazing season Todd Gurley put up last year, yep. David Johnson did it the year before, guys. Truth. You know, I mean, he had 20 touchdowns in 2016. Jarvis' numbers flukish, absolutely. But it was only his second year in the league. You know, he's going to get more and more of the target share as Larry Fitzgerald, you know, regresses and, you know, pro- progresses in age, I guess. Um, I can't see anything but progresses. him. Well, I was thinking regresses talent-wise, progresses in age. But – I can't see anything but him just shouldering the load down there. If he stays healthy, once again, it's all of this is obviously contingent that they stay healthy. He's got every opportunity to put up, not 2016 numbers, but something that regresses a little bit towards the mean. You know, let's say 1,000 yards, eight uh, rushing touchdowns, and I can't imagine him rece- having less than 75 receptions. I mean, I, I he had nine targets week one last year. Nine targets for 67 yards. That's, I mean, for a running back, that is ridiculous. Now, just for the sake of keeping it going, because we can still discuss, so I'm not cutting you off, but my number seven is David Johnson. Uh, you know, for those same reasons, he's going to catch a ton of balls, and as long as he's healthy, which it was just a hand. I mean, we're not talking any kind of leg, knee, hip injury. David Johnson, theoretically, should come back just as strong as he ever was. The only reason I've got him pegged at seven is there's no more Carson Palmer and the offense is just different. There's there's no more, you know, the head coach is a coaching no change. No more Bruce Arians. But, no more Bruce Arians. But, so there's a lot of things that are different. Otherwise, I think we'd be but, talking but, about but, him as a top three or four, not six and seven. But who's his quarterback? Is Sam Bradford. Okay. Mike Glennon. Okay. Sam Bradford. Josh Rosen. Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. So we're talking check down Sam Bradford. Someone who can't get the ball deep. Right, but I he mean, doesn't really have be. a choice. And then we've got, you know, a potential – the rookie and Josh Rosen, who – what do rookies tend to do? They, they gravitate them. towards tight ends and running backs whenever their receivers have coverage. Yeah, I'm definitely not arguing that he don't belong at six or seven because he does. I'm just saying, you know, that, that team as a whole is going to have to gel. It's probably not going to happen game one. 
I mean, it's probably they're probably going to hit their stride four or five games into the season, or else I'd have David Johnson in my top four probably, but seven for me. I like it. I like it. Now, now I'm going to blow your no, mind like with my it. seven. Yeah, I'm going to blow your mind with my seven. It is David Johnson. Dion Lewis. Not Dion Lewis. No, no. I'm going. I'm going Jarek. Oh. Jarek McKinnon at seven. Dude, the guy is. What? You love sporting his spark score from the combine and just the electricity he has with the ball in his hand. He has electric running through his body. And now he's going to get. Man, he could get two. He's going to get two thirds of the workload in San Francisco with Jimmy G. Dude. Jarek McKinnon, he's no longer a sleeper. I think he's a lock for top ten. That's why I put Woo! him well inside the top ten. I love him, man. We're talking about try- these receive these running backs who can get to seventy five receptions. Jarek McKinnon can get to seventy five receptions. Have you seen that man's workout regimen this offseason? My God, his back looks like the thing, dude. He he's taking this serious. Oh yeah, he's not just uh, another uh, PPR only back that. Finally got a shot. This dude can be a workhorse with some electric open field skills. I think Jarek McKinnon is scary. Again, just go back to Devonta Freeman under Kyle Shanahan was a top five back. And before that, he was kind of a bust. Yeah, Jarek McKinnon has all the physical tools that a Devonta Freeman has with the same coach, a good quarterback. I mean, I'm not going to put – I'm not putting Jimmy G up there with Matt Ryan that, you know, two years ago, Matt Ryan. But th- this guy's going to be awesome. Jarek McKinnon, well inside the top ten for me. I'm love putting it. him at seven. I love it. My seven is going to be Barkley uh, for the reasons you guys already stated. Saquon has an opportunity to, you know, step in and be with an, a potent elite offense potentially. Three down back. Yeah. Well, Kick that out there. He's a three down back. You know, I like Gallman, but Gallman's not pushing him off the field. No. It's as simple as that. Um, there's no reason other than whenever he gets a little bit tired for him to come off the field. Yeah, he's going to be off the field just in sparingly. To sparingly, it's not going to be a third down roll for, for uh, Wayne Gallman. Saquon Barkley is the man in New York. Nice. My number eight is a guy that's easy to forget about that nobody loves to draft. You're going to say uh, my guy. Well, yeah. yeah I'm the, I was predicting the same the same workload as uh, Saquon, and, and this guy's done it year in year out. He hasn't he hasn't done it impressively, but Melvin Gordon is my number eight based on volume alone. There's really no threat. There's a little little bit of a threat with Austin Eckler for some of those receptions, but not much. I mean, Melvin Gordon gets in the end zone. Melvin Gordon gets the workload. He's only twenty five. He catches between forty. And 60 balls a year. And uh, the past couple of years has either been at the 1,000-yard mark or a little over. And it's just consistency. It's just getting the ball 250 to 300 times a year. I want to bank on that production. And uh, number eight is Melvin Gordon for me. Listeners. Me and Bark did not talk independently. No. We, 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 we did not talk collectively. This was a completely independent top ten. We don't talk collectively about football. We, we bring it individually. Hey, I like the surprise, but we're gonna, you're not getting any surprise from me going after Barker today. Melvin Gordon is my number eight, and I wanted to put him higher, to be quite honest, because I, I preach consistency within fantasy football, and Melvin Gordon just gets the ball. 
turns it into yards, turns it into touchdowns. He's the man. He is the man for the L.A. Chargers. I don't know how he doesn't finish in the top ten, possibly approaching a top five finish just like he did last year. And, yeah, I have to put that disclaimer on it. Just like he did last year, he was the number five running back in most PPR formats. I mean, the guy is going to be the bell cow. You got to love it. Three down back. That's all I got to say. I mean, you just got to love consistency. That's all he's got to say about that. The one thing you can say about Gordon, we scrap his his rookie year, and then you've got 12 touchdowns and 12 touchdowns. And if we're going to continue on this path of 12 touchdowns, right, 12 touchdowns. How can, top how, 10 finish and, for and sure. With his workload, how can you not assume that he's going to get you know a right around that amount? Is he going to get 1,500 yards? No. No, he's not. He's going to get between 950 and 1,250 yards. But he's very realistic, going to get those 12 touchdowns. He's going to catch 50 balls. Yeah, and he, 50 it, to 60 balls. Chalk it up. The guy's got a nose for the end zone, has you know proved that proved that in college. He's proven this in the NFL. I mean, there's no reason to expect anything less than double-digit touchdowns for this guy. And not many changes for the Chargers. I mean, same quarterback. Got Keenan Allen hopefully healthy again. Mike Williams could step up. I mean, you don't see anything taking anything from him. No. So I'll go with my number eight, Kareem Hunt. Four point nine yards a carry. I he threw me off there. I was like, oh, he's going Mel. No, Kareem. No. Four point nine yards a carry. Eight point seven yards per reception and thirteen hundred twenty-seven rushing yards as a rookie. Okay. If you translate those numbers and just drop them a little bit. That's still going to be a top 10 finish. The only concern with Kareem Hunt, he does have a little bit of inconsistencies. He's not always getting you 75 yards a game. He's I mean, there's games – I, I get it. I get it. But the elite guys do it as a rookie. There's games that he had 21 rushing yards, 37 rushing yards, 46 rushing yards, 17 rushing yards, 35 rushing yards, 40. That That's a little bit worrisome. The reason I don't have him in that top five level is because – I don't think you can count on him every single week to bring it. His up weeks are going to be ridiculous. His up weeks are going to be like Julio Jones level of good. You know what I mean? Yeah. The way he is at wide receiver. But his number da- one finisher yeah. for the week. Yeah. His down weeks are going to be abysmal. There's your problem. At the end of the season, it's going to shake out. He's probably going to finish, you know, four, five, six, something like that. But you're going to lose weeks because of him, and you're going to win weeks solely because he's on your team. And I got to defend it. I got I got to defend Cream Hunt. Last year, the reason he it, it was partly the rookie the rookie slump, the rookie drop off for a little bit. The other the other thing was Alex, they weren't teams weren't afraid of Alex Smith going over the top. They weren't they weren't scared of of Alex Smith stretching the field. Now they have to. They have to be scared of Patrick Mahomes stretching Did you just the field. Say a scared. They got to be scared of Patrick Mahomes stretching field down the sideline. They got to be scared of Patty Ice throwing that ball and all down deck on the field. Well, well, Barker, when, when they stretch the ball down the sidelines, that's going to open up the middle of the running box. Running middle box. of the running box? Middle, middle of the running box, boy. I that's like what it. I like. I, I do have to defend it, man. I, I, I like Kareem Hunt in, in the top five again. I mean, the, guy, the guy's going to have a lot of open running lanes. I, uh, I for me, it. that's what I say. I don't think his down, down weeks are going to be that far down. But they were. <laughs> that, that's my point. They they were. were. And they were. were. And it wasn't every single, you know, he wasn't going 75, 75, 75, 75, you know. <laughs> little auctioneer here. <laughs> he's, he's going, you know, he's putting up 150 yards and then 12. <laughs> and then, you know, 75 yards and 17. 
You know, he, he, there's some inconsistency there. Is all I'm saying. And Arms. I've got him in my top ten, guys. What more do you want? I'm, I'm okay with it. If y'all can't tell, Nick's getting ready to go home to Rocky Top. This is arms. Some this is projections. This is projections. Okay. I'm okay with it. Quit, quit living in 2017, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just try to get you roused up for the last two. The uh, the the past is a reflection of the future. Oh God. Uh, okay, number nine for me. Uh, this guy finished as the 17 overall in our league format, and we've already mentioned him. But now he's got a defined role with a coach that gets the best out of his players. Jarek McKinnon yes. is number nine. Jarek McKinnon is going to be that guy you bought cheap in the off season before he signed with San Francisco, and you're you're going to be doing backflips, cartwheels, pushups. And My Little Pony thrusts because you're so happy that you got Jarek McKinnon because he's a top 10 fantasy back. He's He can catch the ball. And if he finds a gap, he splits right through it. He gone. Much like Knit in a nice new pair of tight pants. Oh. Right up the middle. <laughs> Touchdown. I love Jarek McKinnon. I love Jimmy G. I love the coaching staff of San Francisco. I don't expect them to be a playoff team quite yet, but... Jarek McKinnon, the opportunity is there to not project a top 10 finish out of somebody with his skill set, with a coach like that, that can make him a superstar. Get out of here. Jarek McKinnon, baby. Top 10 finish for 18. Dude, it's so easy to put the comparison. Arms, we'll go with what Arms said, man. Look at the history. Look at the past reflecting the future. The pa- but, but, but it's of Devonta Freeman. Let's talk about the so past Devonta of Jarek McKinnon. He didn't break four yards of carry the last two years. He didn't get very many carries. Now, I'm just saying, 151 and 159, I think it was. He did not break four yards of carry. Don't think now, it, I don't think it matters. I'll go a little bit out I of turn. I love it. I'm going to go a little bit out of turn here. I do have him in my number, uh, my number eight, or number nine, excuse me. I've got McKinnon at nine, and I do think the coach in the system is the difference maker here. I, I think, you know, once you do look back and you're like, well, you know, it's 3.8. But you give him the bulk of the carries. And you, I mean, honestly, just a better, he's got a better quarterback to play with than he had last year. There's there's no doubt about it. A um, little bit more weapons around him, you know, maybe not to the level of Diggs and Thielen, but you have a totality more weapons. So, you know, when we're talking about Kittle, Taylor, Garcon, um, Pettis, there's more people around him to where you can't focus on him. And then, like you said, Devonta Freeman, you know, we see what he did under this coach. Ultimately, Kyle Shanahan will turn him into a yeah. monster. And, or, or he's going to kill him trying. You know, he's going to get his opportunities, and his scheme is, is very running back friendly. So I could definitely see McKinney uh, taking off this year. Right. He averaged 5.2 yards a carry in 2015, just saying. How many carries do you have? 70? 52. Okay. <laughs> 52. Okay. Quick math. For 271. All right. My nine. My nine. Hey, it's it's a guy It's a guy Arms had in his five. I, I'm glad Arms mentioned this guy, Dalvin Cook, in, in his top five. I think he's wrong putting him up there, but but I'm glad he mentioned him. My thing with Dalvin Cook is I he's undoubtedly going to get off to a slow start. There's going to be some trust issues within himself trusting the knee and but once he takes off i think he's going to be that elite running back that we all hope he is and that he's shown short term in 2017 i think dalvin cook has an absolutely phenomenal last uh, 
three-fourths of the season. A little slow start, but Dalvin Cook finishes in the top ten. McKinnon also averaged 4.7 in his rookie year, 2014. How many carries have? 113. Okay. I mean, we're talking blippy numbers. I mean, Yeah, but that's okay. Last couple years, he averaged, he ran 150 carries. What's the difference? So you're saying the more carries he gets, the less productive he is? Nope. I'm saying that's Jarek what, McKinnon. That, that's what the stats say. Average 4.5 carries. You got a, or 4 point yards per carry. You have two years of four and a half or more, two years of under four. Get ready for two years of four and a half or more. Four and a half. All right, arm skip me. So it's back to bark, back to bark. Not, no, who's your nine? I just said it. Oh, Y'all didn't I'm, even pay attention. Yeah, I don't pay attention. I even directed half of the conversation at you. Sorry. It was Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah, that guy. All right. Ten. Ten. <laughs> Round it off. This is this is the way this is going. Number ten for me is Dalvin Cook. The only reason I didn't put him ahead of McKinnon and a few other guys is because I don't trust that he's going to come back, you know, with a hot start from the ACL. I understand he's probably nearing 100% if he's not already at 100%. But I don't expect him to just come out of the gates blazing. I think it's going to take a few games, and that's the only thing that's going to knock him back a little bit. <sighs> You got a high, you know, high volume, high value, high production passing game, theoretically, with Cousins to Diggs and uh, Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Laquan Treadwell. Come on now. That was fun. Be, but, um, be real. <laughs> Dalvin Cook is set up for instant success. So as long as he's healthy, he showed flashes that he's a top 10 back last year. I expect him to fulfill those expectations this year. Dalvin Cook right there with McKinnon for me. It's going to be close for those two guys, but I love me some McKinnon. Uh, I'm not the biggest Dalvin Cook fan, but I definitely think he's a top 10 guy this year. Man, are we going to do like a roundtable after the 10? We can. Because my nine, my top nine, I was like – They'll have to be quick, of course. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and do a little – my top nine, I just – so confident, man. So confident in the top ten. But but ten, there was just a handful of guys. Some of them we've already mentioned. The DJs. Uh, several rookies came to mind, surprisingly. But my number ten guy. Oh, you're going to hate me, Bark. I'm going Leonard Fournette. Yuck. I'm going Leonard Fournette. Based He's on, in my top 15, so I can't say much. I'm going based on volume here. And, again, we're kind of projecting these guys to be healthy for 16 games. If, if Leonard Fournette is healthy, which we know there's that long-term concern, Leonard Fournette's going to get the volume to be a top 10 back. He's a running back one on almost everyone's board. I have to project him there just – Nothing exciting. All I could say is volume, man. He's the bell cow. He's the workhorse. Uh, I think he's going to get to 1,200 1200 rushing yards. Maybe somewhere between, like he did last year, 30 and 40 receptions. He's still going to get in the end zone on every short down, uh, with every short down opportunity near the goal line. Lock him in, Leonard Fournette. I'll I'll go ahead and lock him in to top 10. The one thing you say about Fournette is, I mean, he missed three games last year, still had 1,000 yards. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. You know, it still had 10 touchdowns. Only 260 carries. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you get him, get him to 300. The defense will get better. Whenever your defense is dominating, what do you want to do? Run the work, ball. Work baby. that clock. How do you work the clock? We run the ball. And we give it to one of the best running backs in the game. Why? How could you not expect him to be productive? Football's evolved, but not that much. 
you know, when you have a lead in a great defense, you run the ball. And that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars should have. The, ja- the Jaguars, Jaguars. As Arm says, the Jaguars. The Jaguars. All right, so it's on me for 10? Yep. All right. So averaging 1,216 yards rushing. All right, 4.6 yards per carry. In college? And no, 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 no. come on now. And first year in the league, he had seven touchdowns. Second year in the league, he had nine. Jordan Howard. You can say what you want about Tariq Cohen, but he only had 29 receptions his rookie year, 23 the following year. Okay, give Cohen the, the passing downs. Okay, that's fine. Howard's capable of catching the ball. If, if not impressive, he's capable. Ultimately, guys, he keeps finishing around the top ten. Why not have him in your top ten? Fifteen last year. <sighs> I said around. Deion Lewis. But, you know. Devonta Freeman. Duke Johnson, who you he's, hate. Oh, Duke. He's, Duke. he's still only 23 years old. He's still the featured back in that offense. An offense that, with another year of okay. Mitch Trubisky, is only going to get better. Semi-featured. I like Jordan Howard. <laughs> I, if we were talking. I thought about him in my top ten also. If, if we were talking non-PPR, Sure. Slide Jordan Howard in there as number 10. I will say the one knock on him, same thing about Hunt. Just there's inconsistencies with in times that he's on the field. I mean, he, he has in one game six rushing yards, one game seven rushing yards, one game nine rushing yards, and those, those are pathetic. Yeah. Those are pathetic, and you got to be worried about the consistency when someone's – that's all they're doing. Absolutely. You just want to give two a piece? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw in my outside looking in list of names that wouldn't surprise me to crack the top ten. First and foremost, first name that comes to mind that's on the outside looking in, Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon can put it all together this year and possibly crack the top ten. For now, I've got him on the outside looking in. Leonard Fournette, to me, is on the outside looking in. He finished at number ten last season in our league format, but you had guys like Dalvin Cook out with injury. Jarek McKinnon hadn't signed a contract, and we are talking PPR, Uh, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara is going to bust right back into the scene. Fournette finished 10. I think there's just enough guys, you know, in a better situation now than last year David or Johnson coming into coming the league back. like yeah. Saquon Barkley yeah. that bump Fournette out of the top 10. Devontae Freeman is a guy that could easily sneak into the top 10 for me. Uh, surprisingly, outside looking in, I think Lamar Miller, they're going to run the wheels off of him. I'm not a fan, but I think he's going to get used so early and often that he's got a chance. And I do also like Kenyon Drake and Alex Collins a lot. I think outside looking in would be a stretch, but I think top 15 for both of them is feasible. Good Lord, Barker. Are you going to leave some guys for us to top? To- I mean, what are we going to talk about? Okay, Christian McCaffrey now. I mean, that's <laughs> it. I, I left you C.J. Anderson. <laughs> and you, we can- you, you can agree with me. You can just say, I agree with Bark on this guy, that guy, and this guy. No, I, I had DJ. I had David Johnson on the outside looking in on my list. Just, I don't know about that offense I, as a whole. And it, that doesn't have anything to say about David Johnson's talent. His talent is unbelievable. I just think that offense is going to struggle to find consistency. I think he's still on the doorstep, on the tapping on the window of the top 10 club. And I think I wanted – I tried to stretch this guy into my top ten so bad just to, like, uh, wake you all up, widen your eyes a little bit. I think Sony Michelle, man, is getting overlooked. I think he could actually get into a, a, a two-down roll, at least a two-down roll. And with the elect, uh, Which the, two? I mean, he, he's a pass-catching machine. If he's two down, he's a three third, down. Third and fourth. Well, he was a pass-catching machine because of, of uh, Nick Chubb. 
you know, you, you got to take that into account. Like, the guy's never been, never been the man. You know, he's always been played the third down role because that's what his opportunity was, and that's it. You put Sonny Michelle in a in a chance to win a job, I think he could be a first down, second down guy who gives you that pass option, and that's perfect for Tom Brady. That's perfect for Bill Belichick. I will. I wanted to stretch him into the top ten just because we – not just us. Everyone hates on New England's running back by committee approach. I think they drafted – again, they took him in the first. They've drafted their running back of the future, and I think he's going to play that role – Beautifully, uh, Sonny Michelle is going to be twelve to fifteen for me. Twelve to fifteen, if he explodes a few games, could approach top ten. Here's what I'm going to say in in your defense of Sonny Michelle. Dion Lewis finished with 900 rushing yards and 32 receptions, nine total touchdowns. I don't think there's an argument that Sonny Michelle is a better physical talent than Dion Lewis. Bingo. I would I, if if we're going to start a team and we take what Deion Lewis was five years ago and what Sony Michelle is today, I'm still taking Sony Michelle. I think Deion Lewis had 63 percent of those numbers in the last two games too. Probably because there's times that he didn't even play. No, the first I mean, half of the season or the first quarter of the season was a loss for Deion Lewis, and he still finished around top 15. So Sony Michelle, lock it down, babe. Come on, get, I'm, I'm going to get on the Sony Michelle train. <laughs> I, Baby, come back. I do tend to agree with you. You could have squeaked him in there, but then we get the names like you know Mixon, Freeman, Fournette. I, you could have, I could have any of those guys at ten. I did too. The, Just to clarify, I, I agree with you on Mixon for sure. The one name that I, I I struggle to put there, and he finished there. He finished in the top ten last year. I just don't believe in Christian McCaffrey. Nor do I. I think he's he's top, gim- top he's, fifteen. He's gimmicky. Top fifteen. He's he's. He's basically a slot receiver. You know, he's a slot receiver that gets some run. I mean, if if I tell you a top 10 running back had 435 rushing yards. Jarek McKinnon? You're going to say, really? DJ Moore's going to cut that's, into that's McCaffrey disgusting. a little bit. I'm telling you right now, DJ Moore is, is, is going to cut into the McCaffrey's reception. I think what you're going to see in Carolina is two or three players start to shoulder those targets. And if they've got to rely more on McCaffrey to run the ball, I think that it's a mistake. I think you might see an uptick in his rushing yards, but it's not hard to have an uptick from 435 rushing yards. But you're going to have a downtick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Almost guaranteed downtick in in receptions because they're not going to be able to – he's going to have to fill a role more of a running back with DJ Moore there. Moore, Curtis Samuel, you know (laughs) – And, and and a hel- and a healthy Greg Olson back. Healthy Greg Olson. Healthy Jason. Olson. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. Everyone knows Greg Olson is uh, Cam's favorite target. I'm just going to throw one more guy in there that we've named several times, but only as a comparison to someone else. Devonta Freeman didn't like. He is not written off. He's in the prime no. of his career. Absolutely. Uh, the the struggles are. It wasn't even struggles of Atlanta last year. Struggles are real. <laughs> I I think Devonta Freeman. You can bank on him as a fringe running back one, high high end running back two. And he's going to be right around that 10 to 15 mark. Devonta Freeman uh, is completely, to me, interchangeable with Jordan Howard. Howard. I mean, they are just, production-wise, so close. He just wanted to say Jordan Howard again, didn't he? He loves Jordan Howard. A little bit. The only My only concern with Freeman is Tevin Coleman's not a slouch. And if he starts getting a hot hand, he's going to end up with a little bit more of, of the run That's in a couple of games. Yeah, yeah, I don't that, think they'll give him that opportunity, though. 
He was a Shanahan guy. Tevin Coleman was a Shanahan guy. Isn't he still the highest paid running back in the league? Freeman? Freeman, Freeman? Yes. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get – if you believe in that sort of thing, which is debatable, they're going to – they're going to get their you, money's worth? They're going to get their money's yeah. worth. Absolutely. So who's ready to go to work this morning? I don't have to. I'm oh, yeah, and it's going to Rocky Town. I just got to go home a little bit. Yep. Got to go, go home. home. Well, you know, that's that's the top 10 running back finish for you. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to everybody that listens because when we started the show, one of the personal goals of us here at the Back Row Fantasy Show was to get to 1,000 subscribers. That has not happened. But we're getting there. That has not happened. Getting there. But listen, we're eight and a half months into this journey. Uh, we're talking. You know, we, we had a little meeting the other day. We're discussing renting out a professional studio. Mm. Exciting stuff. Mm. And the reason we're able to even discuss this is because we're at 750 subscribers, guys. Wow. 750. Wow. I mean, we're not even in season. We're in the off season. I love it. That's seven and a half more times than the Gut Check Dynasty show. God, I knew you were setting something <laughs> up there. Good Lord, man. You're setting stuff up all day long. I, I love, love it. I love you, Dave. You're, you're giving so, so much free pub. To I love them. you, Dave. I just, I just like are Dave. We charging, are we charging them to talk about them? No, I like show? Dave so much, and I know this stuff gets right to Murph's heart because he takes everything so close to the vest. Yeah. But well, 750 like subscribers. Like a trade for a Mara Darba. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 750 subscribers is, you know, as, as the Wu-Tang Clan would say, that ain't nothing to F with. I'm, dude, I'm blown away by it. I, I, I love talking fantasy football. I, like, I somewhat like talking fantasy football with you two gents. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I nice. do like talking about fantasy football, and, and, and I love that other people like hearing it. Yeah. So, now we, Truth I, be told, we don't even play the sport. Bull. <laughs> Bull. That's a lie. <laughs> we, we, we just we talk about it. I haven't played fantasy football since 2011. We're, we're like football coaches. Like We don't right. actually do it, but we're, we talk about it. Yeah. And we, we teach it a I'll little tell bit. I'll some, you know. tell you something we've been doing is we've been busting into unsuspecting folks in the middle of their drafts. We just break into their house, break the door down like, don't take him right there. Take it from me. I, we're on the back row fantasy show. You do not take Dalvin Cook out early. Wait a few spots. You're going to land him. We like just the, we coach. You're on the turn. What are you doing? He'll be there at pick 204. Absolutely. We're, we're coaches. You know That's not true. I'm in way too many leagues this year. I actually need to find a way to scale back. So if you're a listener and you'd like to take over one of my leagues or two, uh, by all Contacted. means, hit me up on Twitter because I need I need to pass off a couple leagues, especially with the show gaining steam and uh, us getting close to making our first million dollars. So we're, we're right on the fringe, huh? <laughs> yeah, that that first million's the roughest one to make. Yeah, it is. It's the hardest. The uh, the the first what is that? The, the first something I'm thinking of a Cheryl can, Crow song. We can almost the afford a nice refrigerator. Oh, the first cut is the deepest. Yeah, we can almost afford a nice refrigerator right now. Yeah, that, that that million dollars. We're Isaiah Crowell's closer to my top ten than we are to that. So. <laughs> we would have seven subscribers if if Isaiah Crowell was in our top ten. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for subscribing. Thanks for uh, you know making every episode a you know highly downloaded episode. At least in our minds, we're we're just happy some of you guys listen. And uh, oddly enough, this will make us happy since we're IDP guys. Our biggest episode of the of the last thirty days was awesome. the IDP breakouts episode. That's so awesome, man! How great is that? that oh, is absolutely! Great. Like people people listen to us for the IDP. 
I'm kind of, that makes me happy. It does. Yeah. That, that's what I, that's why I play fantasy football. That's why I play. Oh I, yeah. If it was just redraft Yahoo offense only, I'd be bored. I would. So you know. Thanks for the IDP love, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and whenever you're watching the game, it's an absolute blowout. You're you know hoping for that oh, you know tackle for a loss by a defensive end. You're like that's two and a half points. Absolutely. But stay tuned. The next episode is going to be the debate episode since Knit is going home to Rocky Top. We can't. We just. We just can't do an episode without Knit. We're going to try. So be prepared. Me and Arms are going to come at you with no Knit one of these shows, and see if it's still terrible. It'll probably get deleted before it reaches air. It'll be fifteen minutes long, <laughs> and it'll just end abruptly like Lord of the Rings. We're just. We're, there's going to be a lot of uhs and ums, and um, it's like uh, <laughs> um, mortals shoot. Aaron Rodgers, um, um, Deshaun Watson. Just please do that episode. We're just going to say names the whole show. There will be nothing else. We'll just be like, Dalvin Cook, Jerick McKinnon, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dan Marino, Yannick Naku, Yannick Ngaku, Demarcus Lawrence, and D. Ford. God, sign us off. All right. I can't let you sing anymore. Where can we be found? We can't stop the fire. We can be found at... You oh, throw me off. Me. This is like episode one through ten stuff. Back row fan, what? The back, or back row fantasy show.com on Twitter at The Back Row Show and pretty much everywhere. It's Bark. Except for Bark Spotify. Row, arms Back Row, Knit Back Row. Yep, yep. Personal accounts and... Uh, yeah, you can find us anywhere podcasts are played. Try out the new Google Podcast app. It's actually pretty sweet looking, and uh, I enjoy it. We're on there, too. So we're everywhere but Spotify. For some reason, Spotify just won't accept us, probably because we're not at 1,000 subscribers yet. So give us 250 more, and then I'll make my case to Spotify. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Barks out. Good night. See you. Rocky time. <laughs> This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.